you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Welcome to Move the Sticks, DJ Bucky Rhett back with you on a Monday as we look back at a wild weekend of NFL football with some crazy finishes. Uh, Buck, I saw a quote. I'll get your thoughts on it real quick. And this was... If you're ever in the boxing ring, don't get caught with your gloves down. Uh, this was an opportunity to see that come to fruition with some of the endings of these wild games, man. Look, man, I would hate to be in a survivor pool based off this weekend's results. Because <laughs> who's to say that some of these teams would rise up and win? I know nothing. I know nothing when it comes to ball. Yeah, and I, DJ, by the way, I, I would say that if like you had to pick winners at halftime of these games... I think everybody would have lost at least half of them because of the comebacks that we saw. I mean, 21 point deficit uh, right in in Baltimore and Miami comes back and wins Cardinals and Raiders. Big fourth quarter deficit for Arizona. I mean, it it ain't over till it's over. No doubt. Uh, Let's get to the big three here. We do this every Monday where we're looking at the three biggest games. And you mentioned it there uh, for a second, Rhett. So I'll give you the floor on this one. Dolphins come back. They beat the Ravens. Ravens blow a huge lead. Uh, but I think it, it. I think we learned a little more about the Dolphins in this one than we did about the Ravens. Yeah, I, I think that fourth quarter they've showed that they have one the talent to get it done, two the resolve to make it happen when you're down. I mean, that listening to Mike McDaniel in the locker room afterwards, kind of kind of preach about that, talk about that mentality that they have about never hanging your head and keeping it rolling. They certainly did. 20 snaps in the fourth quarter, Tua Tungavailoa threw on 17 of them. And on those 17 balls, he completed 13 for 199 yards and four touchdown passes. Uh, three of them were the explosives. He had to Jalen Waddle. He had the two Tyreek Hill touchdowns. And look, it, it, 
I mean, they were the Ravens were throwing multiple coverages. I counted like six different coverages they threw at them in the fourth quarter alone, and nothing was working. I mean, whether it was you know, they were trying to play underneath, and Tyreek Hill and Waddle were out running that underneath coverage across the field, getting then it looked like either they had busted coverage, particularly on Tyreek's second touchdown. There was, ended up being what looked like a bracket on Jalen Waddle on the other side of the field. The corner on Tyreek Hill's side of the field looks like he's playing cover two, but there's no deep safety. And so Tyreek Hill just speeds down the field uncovered, which is either a bust or it is a benefit for the Dolphins having those two speedster wide receivers that make you kind of pick your poison as a defensive coordinator. I, I'm telling you, if if Tua is on like he was on in this game, um, this Dolphins team is going to be really difficult to stop. Yeah, no, it's funny because this was the game that uh, all the Dolphins fans that have been hanging on to Tua Tungvaluwa who have been supporting them throughout all of the conversation and the criticism, this is the game that they could point to for a little validation. Tua talking about Lua, the second half looked great. Did a really good job of getting the ball out of his hands, being able to let the playmakers make plays, meaning you saw Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki. We saw all those guys get touches, and this offense allows him to do what he did really, really well at Alabama. Catch, rock, fire. Get the ball out, let the playmakers work, but he still pushed it down the field. This is the version of Tua and Tugging by Lord that we saw in college. We finally had an opportunity to see him play at his best in the National Football League. Yeah, you mentioned it, Buck. On time, in rhythm. You look through Tua's first two games, he's only had one scramble. But when you look at the distribution of where this ball's going, much was talked about, oh, is it going to be the deep ball? Oh, it's going to be the quick game. You know, actually, he's thriving in kind of that intermediate area. A lot of quick game, but everything kind of in that 10 to 20 yard range, too, he's been money, which means you're hitting your back foot. Yeah. The ball's coming out. That's going to negate any of the issues you might have with your offensive line. Uh, and he's just been very efficient. So the, the one point I want to make, and uh, Bucky, I'll go back to you on this one real quick, is how many times do we see the verdict come in on some of these quarterbacks without any, any attention paid to the fact of what do they have around them? What scheme are they in? What's the fit like? This is a great example of you have a phenomenal scheme fit. I, what does the scheme look like? It looks like looks like Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid had a baby. That's what this offense looks like in terms of how this thing's coming together. So you've got the scheme that works. You've got speed and playmakers, and it all fits him. So, I don't know. To me, I, I look at some of these quarterbacks that people have kind of cast aside and say, man, you feel bad for them. They didn't land in a situation like this. Tua's going to get a chance to show us what he's all about. Yeah, he absolutely is going to get a chance to show what he's all about. I really believe they're playing like he played at Alabama. Quick rhythm throws, some bootlegs, an occasional deep toss or two. But this is the efficient pass-first point guard that we saw at Alabama. One of the reasons why I think it's working is because the scheme fits how he really is built to play. Yeah, real quickly, DJ, because you, you guys, we talked about the speed, and the speed is big here, certainly. Just to kind of describe that speed a little bit further, on Tyreek Hill's first touchdown of the fourth quarter, they're in plus territory, right? They're just past midfield. So when Tyreek gets to the 40-yard line, he's got Marcus Peters in front of him with five yards of cushion, okay? Five yards of cushion. By the time Tyreek gets to the 10-yard line, he has created five yards of separation, so in a span of 30 yards, he created plus 10 yards of separation. Like, that is ridiculous speed, and obviously the Dolphins took advantage of it. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a crazy ending, but, I mean, it might have been the third or fourth most uh, crazy ending of the day. We had some wild finishes, including one yeah. in Las Vegas, Buck. We had the Arizona Cardinals in a wild one. Uh, Kyler Murray went straight video game mode for them to pull this one out. Uh, a huge win for the Arizona Cardinals, who, man, you were starting to hear hot seat with Cliff Kingsbury, and this is not working, and this thing's broken, and it all flipped at the very end of that ball game. They get out of Vegas with an incredible win. Yeah, really incredible win, an incredible fourth quarter finish for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray showed on those two two-point plays that he converted all the things that really make you a fascinated fan of the dual-threat quarterback like him. He's a guy who has the ability to extend plays. He's quicker than a hiccup. Does a great job when he decides to run, finding creases and getting to those designated spots. He did that on the two-point conversion. But then he also has the arm talent to fit it into tight windows. You're talking about just absolutely delivering dimes when he needed to. That is what Callum Murray was able to do. Now, the Arizona Cardinals need to address their slow starts and why people are kind of bogging down this offense. But when Callum Murray brings his A game, this offense plays at another level. 
And I'll go to the defensive side on that one. Uh, you guys remember, obviously, in all the work we do for the draft, the Cardinals kind of interestingly take a linebacker, if you will, in the first round in back-to-back years with Zayvon Collins two years ago or three years ago, and then it was Isaiah Simmons two years ago. I feel like it's taken some time to figure out what Isaiah Simmons can be for this Cardinals team. At 57 snaps in week one, it didn't look particularly great uh, on, on most on most of them, especially in the run game. So he gets limited down to just 14 snaps in week number two here against the Raiders. Uh, and the biggest one was obviously the last one. Forces the fumble on Hunter Renfro. Byron Murphy picks it up and runs. So I'm going to take you to the all 22 of this if we could pull that up. Because you got to see this Cardinals sideline go absolutely nuts. So here we go. Derek Carr, watch what happens at the top of the screen. He's going to find Hunter Renfro. Renfro fumbled on the previous play, but uh, the Raiders recovered it. So here you go. Isaiah Simmons, terrific job forcing it out. Watch the Cardinals sideline go nuts. They're all moving. Now we're circling assistant general manager and former NFL safety Adrian Wilson. He is sprinting down the sideline with Byron Murphy, so confident and so excited that they're about to win this game that he's just going to go right into the locker room. Forrest Gump stop. He is taking that one straight into the locker room to celebrate. I don't care that they reviewed it. He was like, you know what? I saw it with my own eyes. We're winning this football game on a walk-off defensive play that made him pretty happy as a former defensive player himself. Yeah, look, Rhett, Rhett, that's a great point. We're having fun with this. We're excited. We're celebrating this win for the Cardinals. Let me be the the wet blanket here. Uh, This is not sustainable. (laughs) We have seen Kyler Murray kind of break down because he's had too much on him through the course of the year. So we've seen them have some success early in the seasons, and we've seen him physically, and we've seen his play just kind of deteriorate and fall off because he's not a huge guy and you're putting too much on his plate. How, how exhausted was he in this game? If, if they don't get that last two-point conversion, you know what we're talking about today? We're talking about the fact that coming out of a timeout before a two-point conversion, they had to delay a game. And delay a I game. think it was My simply God. because Kyler Murray was exhausted, completely exhausted. They would be getting roasted for that today, but he makes an incredible throw uh, in the back of the end zone to A.J. Green. They convert it. They go on and win the football game. But I thought that was a little bit of a microcosm of be careful. You're going to have to spread this thing around. If you put all this on Kyler Murray to run around and be Superman like this, he's shown us that he can do it for a time, but there's no way he can maintain right. that through the course of an entire season. So that's my my wet blanket on the Arizona Cardinals, but congrats on a big <laughs> win. Uh, let's get to the third game here, guys. Bengals, Cowboys, Cincinnati Bengals. Man, they needed to have this one. Uh, they fall to 0-2. They, they don't look right. We'll get to the sacks here in a minute. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys, Buck, I'll go to you on this one. Maybe written off for dead a little bit without Dak Prescott. Not so fast. Yeah, not so fast. And a big surprise, probably the surprise of the weekend, the Dallas Cowboys playing the way that they played. I will give the Dallas Cowboys defense a ton of credit. Michael Parsons, when you listen to his postgame interview, he talked about that the defense was going to have to basically carry more of the water, that they were going to have to bring the energy, they would have to be bad dudes and make it happen. And by all accounts, they were bad dudes. He had two sacks as part of a six-sack effort. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong also had a couple sacks, and Dante Fowler and Leighton Vander Esch contributed off the edge, and they were able to dominate up front. And the big thing is when I came into this game and I'm looking at the Bengals and I'm thinking about, man, this uh, trio of wide receivers that they have, they might be able to have their way with the Cowboys, but the combination of pressure and then really sticky coverage in the back end where they didn't let those guys get behind them, they did a really good job, and they made life miserable for Joe Burrow. I am as surprised as anybody that the Dallas Cowboys walked away with the win against Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, look, and I know, uh, DJ, you're going to give some credit to Cooper Rush, who I think uh, deserves a lot of it here for the way that he kind of managed that football game and kept the Cowboys in position to win it. But yeah, the defense was really interesting. I think a lot of times when we talk about defensive coordinators, sometimes we get caught up in stereotypical scheme type of discussions. Like when you think of Dan Quinn, you go all the way back to Seattle, you think of cover three, you think of that whole situation. But watching what they did in this game, They pressed on almost every play, uh, at least one or two of the wide receivers, right? Which gave that pressure a little time to get home without sending extra defenders, right? So they, they pressured, they pressed in coverage and they played a lot of cover two behind. In fact, they had more snaps running cover two this week than any other team, which is not something you would normally associate there. But again, that kind of tight coverage there allowing the Cowboys rush like Micah Parsons and Dorrance Armstrong to get home and to get pressure on Joe Burrow, who sacked, what, six times uh, in this game. So I thought that was really interesting. And Jamar Chase, 
Didn't get anything deep. Zero receptions on three targets. That's all he was targeted on throws that traveled more than 10 yards in the air. So they kept everything in front of them. Didn't allow the deep ball explosives. And it seemed to work out for the Cowboys uh, with the way they decided to play that uh, Bengals offense, Deej. Yeah, Bengals offense does not have a play over 19 yards in the past game. So there's no explosives there, there. I went down and broke down those six sacks, guys. So there's six sacks. And the way I charted it, the way I look at it, I put two and a half on the offensive line, okay? I put two and a half on Joe Burrow where he's holding the ball, kind of not feeling the rush, some of the pocket awareness things. And then I put one on a tight end. So I think sometimes people hear six sacks and you go, oh, the offensive line gave up six sacks. Well, actually, I thought the offensive line, uh, they gave up two and a half. You give one to the tight end and Burrow's got to be a little bit more efficient and a little bit better uh, with his movement and feel inside the pocket. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on going forward. We flip it over to the Dallas Cowboys. I, want, I do want to give Cooper Rush some love, and I want to give Kellen Moore some love for how they designed this. This was a combination of quick game, right? Get the ball out of your hands quickly. This was a combination of when you want to take some shots down the field, they were keeping one or two tight ends in to help protect and keep him clean. I love that aspect of it, and they ran the football really well. So those are things you can do to help a young quarterback or somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience the other thing I would add, guys, I will give Cooper Rush a lot of credit. When you watch the All-22 and you see it, the early portion of the plays, you see him moving guys around, changing guys around. You can see him just orchestrating everything and showing a command. You don't, you don't control whether you get an opportunity. You get to control when you're ready for that opportunity when it came. And it's clear this guy knows this offense inside and out, and they've got a, a formula they can use to win games until Dak Prescott uh, is to come back. So that was a big win for the Dallas Cowboys. And, man, the Cincinnati Bengals – They've got the Jets next week. You hate to see must win, but you do not want to be 0-3 yeah, in the AFC. Right. Oh, my gosh. You don't want to be at that point. So, uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to answer the eight biggest questions around the league that we came up with after a wild, wild Elite week. Elite eight, baby. Let's get action. it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like... 
being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, let's get rolling here with our Elite Eight. And this week, the topic is eight questions, the eight biggest questions after week two of the NFL season. And we've got a lot to get to. I'm going to kick us off here with the first one, guys. And that question is simply, are the Colts cooked? Because when you look at this Colts team, a tie last week, they did not look good. And Bucky got to see up close and personal what they looked like this last week where they got smashed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I know they're missing some pieces, but when I watched this tape and I watched Matt Ryan, I thought he's somebody that when he flies, he needs the extended leg room. He's got to be an economy plus, if not first class. If you put him back in coach and there's not a lot of leg room and not a lot of room for him to maneuver inside the pocket, he simply doesn't have the arm to be able to drive the ball where he needs to drive it. Buck, you tell me, seeing it live, I thought he didn't have anything on the football. It was back foot floaters, and it was a free-for-all down the field for your Jags. Yeah, it was a free-for-all, and part of it is because Ben Ryan's older, and when you're older, you need more protection, meaning more running game, more play action. You want a clean pocket. He got hit early and often, and it changed the way that he played. You certainly didn't think that was the version of Matt Ryan that you were going to get when you're Indianapolis Colts. They got to fix that. They got to get that right. So my focus, my question is, are the Patriots back on track? Had a big win against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it wasn't spectacular. 17-14, they just kind of do what the Patriots always do. What is that? They don't beat themselves. And when they're able to kind of play very close to the vest, play conservatively, make an occasional play, play great defense, not turn the ball over, win in the kicking game, that is how this team has to win. This offense still needs a lot of help. Matt Patricia still trying to figure out what to do, how to do it, and all those things after going from defense to offense. So the best thing that the Patriots can do is play great defense. Bill Belichick putting his thumbprint all over the game plan, making sure that his defense is comfortable, they can play fast. And because of that, the complimentary football Patriots found a way to win a game. Yeah, and this feels like their formula, right? It is you really got to have all three phases connected for the Patriots to figure out a way to get it going uh, this year, at least early in the season. That's what it feels like. And look, Mac Jones, nothing special. Same for the run game. Wasn't quite, uh, you know, the the type of dominant run game that you see from a Patriots team, especially in these low scoring games. So um, we'll kind of keep our eye on how that progresses for the Patriots here moving forward. Uh, what I want to get to here is where's the Ravens run game gone? Okay, they were up 21 points in the fourth quarter, which feels like prime opportunity to salt the game away using that powerful run game that we've come to know and love from the Baltimore Ravens. It just didn't happen in the second half. They only ran it seven times in the entire second half. Now, that's skewed a little bit by the fact that Lamar Jackson had a 79 yard touchdown run in the third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, five rushes minus one yard net on the ground as you're trying to run clock, consume the football, possess the football, and just send the Dolphins back to Miami with a loss and nurse that lead. They couldn't do it. 
They got overpowered. I thought Raquan Davis was fantastic up front for the Dolphins, as was Zach Seiler, as was John Jenkins. They were giving Tyler Linderbaum and that interior offensive line from the Baltimore Ravens some real trouble. And the Ravens were sending out. They were out there in three tight ends. They were out there two tight ends, brought the fullback in. Like they were in big personnel a lot and just could not generate the push that you would normally see. Now, look, does that change when J.K. Dobbins comes back and is in there at running back? Maybe. Uh, Ronnie Stanley coming back in at left tackle, maybe, but they got to figure things out in the interior there to kind of generate that push and get back to being dominant on the ground. Yeah, looking at that ball game and Rhett focusing on the Ravens' offensive woes is like complaining about the food on the Titanic. Okay, their their issues might be a little bit bigger on the other side of the ball after after watching that game. <laughs> Complimentary, baby. It's connected. <laughs> Uh, you don't, th- you don't right, think being able here. to let's run keep... the football a little bit and, and some extended drives? I, I, might think, have I think their uh, offense not, did not enough in that game. His hands? I, think I think their offense did enough in that game to win the football game. I, I think their defense is going to have to wear that I think I think them, that's fair, that but that's now the second week in a row. The second week in a row that the running back group outside of Lamar Jackson has done virtually nothing for this team in the run game. Yeah, wait, wait, hold on. Yep, we just hit the iceberg there. Anyways, uh, hopefully okay. uh, hopefully that chicken salad wasn't too yeah, bad. Yeah, they might hit uh, the iceberg there, if right. they don't figure it out. <laughs> All right, here's my next question. I'm going to go with this one. Is USC wide receiver you? I know. I'm going to hear Ohio State and LSU and all the stars that they have, at least for this week. Let's, let's say just for one week. Let's give the nod to okay. USC because these guys all balled out, man. Amon Ross St. Brown is on an epic heater right now. He's been unbelievable. With You just ch- chalk him up for eight catches every game. You see Nelson Aguilar on the screen right here. He has a monster game for Mac Jones and their win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. You see Amon Ra just talked about what he's been for this explosive, all of a sudden explosive Lions offense. And then Drake London is a rookie. Two weeks in a row has showed out very well. So, uh, look, Michael Pittman, they've got a lot of USC wide receivers in the league. Buck, I'm not going to say that they're a better group than what we see with, you know, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson coming out of LSU, all these Ohio State guys. But USC's done a really good job identifying and developing wideouts. Yeah, they have. They have done a really good job of developing wideouts, and they've done it for a long time. You go all the way back to Lynn Swan, uh, Keyshawn Johnson played there. They've had a ton. Johnny Morton in my draft class coming out of USC. Yeah. So they've always been able to develop playmakers and pass catchers on the perimeter. We're seeing some of those guys make ways. But enough about that. Enough about throwing the ball. How about the Giants? Are the Giants going to keep grinding out wins? I know we we thought Brian Dayball was going to come and his job was to make basically Daniel Jones into the next coming to Josh Allen, but he's doing something differently. He's going back to the annals of great Giants football teams in the past and he's following that blueprint. So the same way that Bill Parcells and Tom Coughlin won where they were able to run the football, protect the football, play great defense. Well, that's the way these Giants are playing. They are playing complimentary ball. It's not pretty. It's not necessarily what you want to necessarily go pay to see. You're not going to win your fantasy league with any of the Giants playmakers. But if you're a Giants fan, it's a lot better being 2-0 for the first time in a long time than being how you used to be. Brian Dayball's done a great job of, re, I guess, reestablishing the identity in New York with the football Giants. All right, Rhett, before you get to your next one here, I want to tag what Bucky just said there. I mean, this let's give Daniel Jones a little love here. When you look at who he's throwing the ball to, this is Richie James with five catches. David Sills, the former quarterback turned wide receiver with three catches. You've got Sterling Shepard, Tanner Hudson, Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end with a touchdown. Yeah, this is not – he's not throwing to the group that Joe Burrow is throwing to with the Cincinnati Bengals or some of these other high-flying offenses – but you hit it, Buck. They're just kind of grinding out grinding out games, grinding out yeah. wins. Uh, Red, I just feel like for a guy who takes a lot of heat in Daniel Jones, let's give him some love for what he's been able to accomplish here with the supporting cast. And is taking care of the football for the most part. Had that bad red zone interception in the first game, but they find a way to win it. No turnovers in this game. No picks, no fumbles. I, I stay clean on that sheet, and then we can watch the rest of it develop. So I, I agree. Uh, let's give give DJ a little love here. and Because they've seen more from Saquon Barkley, too. I know this wasn't quite as dynamic as it was in week one, but they're able to control the game a little bit with that run game and the way that Saquon uh, has found some room. I'm going to move on to the next uh, piece of the Elite Eight here. And another question that I have is Russ going to be able to cook in Denver? Okay, right. We we use all the cooking terminology when it comes to Russell Wilson. And uh, that's just one of the questions I have through two weeks. It's early. It's early. New offense, new head coach, new receivers, new place. I get it. 
But early on, it's looked like it's been new, out of sync, a little bit out of rhythm. Um, he's gotten some pressure in his face here, hasn't necessarily reacted all that well to it. And, and here's the, the other thing. When I was watching this game, particularly against the Texans, so much of what Nathaniel Hackett is doing on offense feels bunched up in the middle of the field. They don't take a lot of grass sideline to sideline here, and that seems to cloud the picture early. Russ comes off of what he's hoping is his primary read quickly and then has to check the ball down. Now, he had some drops in this game, too. Uh, running backs out in the flat drop, tight end, a couple of drops. And look, they, they, they have one or two really nice plays deep downfield where he got some good, pre, some good protection, was able to kind of hold it and distribute it downfield to Cortland Sutton and once to Jerry Judy when he got banged up uh, and left the game. That was, you know, obviously that uh, Broncos offense uh, had a little uh, trouble figuring that thing out after after he went out. But I just I, I feel like w- when they get Russell on the move out of the pocket a little bit, that cleans things up. And he's so good, obviously, out of the pocket. I There was uh, one stat that I wanted to look at here six of 16 for under 100 yards passing when he had more than two and a half seconds to throw so one the guys he's looking for aren't getting open or he's just not able to kind of create and improvise the way within this system that he was in Seattle yeah I'm not worried necessarily about Russell because I I thought he would come back to the pack a little bit I'm worried about Nathaniel Hackett being overwhelmed as a first-time head coach Mm. and play caller a lot to manage a lot going on you had the crowd counting down the play clock. That's not a good sign. I think as Nathaniel Hackett gets comfortable being the head coach, he'll be more organized as a play caller. But right now, none of this is necessarily working for the Broncos. All right, well, let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. And Hackett can take us, by the way, to his old team. Let's go to the Green Bay Packers and have there the Packers found a formula that works because it definitely looks different with, with Aaron Rodgers with no Devontae Adams out there. This is not – been a high-flying offense. There's been some sacks. There's been some pressure. But I thought in this game against the Bears, really kind of played bully ball. You know, with Aaron Rodgers, it's got to be tempting when you've got a quarterback like that. But they left the driver in the bag, and they ran the football, and they played physical. And Aaron Rodgers didn't really even play a leading role for this offense. So it looks different, no question. But this is a defense that's got strong personnel. I thought in this run game, uh, Buck, when you watch this run game, they're pulling everybody, and it – it reminds me of late in the year in years past where we've said they don't really fit their stadium. They don't fit the weather. That's a mismatch here. I think they're trying to change that. And maybe that kind of went into the decision uh, to move on and, and trade Devontae Adams and honor his wishes. But this is a different formula than we've seen in the past. Yeah, it's a different formula. But DJ, I think it's a formula that we've been calling on for this team to have success in the postseason. Because it's great that they're able to throw the ball all over the yard. Aaron Rodgers is collecting MVPs, putting them on his mantle but in the postseason when you got to play big boy football when you have to run it play defense they're ill prepared to do it maybe this version of the Packers will be better prepared to be able to get that part done so let, let me follow up because we're talking about the Packers it always reminds me of the Niners because that's how the season ended of course. what are the Niners <laughs> going to look like without Trey Lance you know it's tough because Trey Lance has the injury um, you have the Jimmy Garoppolo situation as a Hollywood script, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and the offense looks terrific, right? He comes in, throws some passes, they go up and down the field, they're scoring touchdowns, and now everyone in the Bay Area is back excited about number 10. You're Kyle Shanahan. Did you have some issues with Trey Lance? Were you worried about going through some of those rough patches? Well, now that's all off the table. So now you take your offense and you try and build upon what you've established the previous years with Jimmy Garoppolo. Play action passes, shots, creative run game, get George Kittle and all those guys involved, and maybe, just maybe, the San Francisco 49ers find themselves in the title game again with a quarterback yeah. that they didn't really want. Familiarity. That's what the 49ers look like without Trey Lance. Go back to 2019, the Super Bowl run, 2020, the you know, like the run game, as you mentioned, play action, let Jimmy get it out to George Kittle when he's healthy and out there. Um, I, I, I don't see that this is like, you know, one of those – all right, you lose QB1, Indianapolis Colts situations, you know, when Peyton went down or when Andrew Luck was out and all, all hell breaks loose. Like, this this team is built for that. And they talked all along about what a luxury it is to have Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, they're, they're going to be able to utilize that now. Yeah, I just feel terrible for Trey Lance, too, though, man. For Obviously, somebody who only had yeah. one year in college, then you have COVID cost him a year, and then here you are, you get your opportunity, and, and week two, uh, your season is over. So, again... 
Uh, bummer there for Trey Lance, but this is a 49ers team that's still really, really well equipped to go on a deep run here in the NFC. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some standout rookies in week two. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Felt like every game we watched, we were seeing rookies make big-time plays, whether it was offensively or defensively. So let's give some flowers to these guys here on what they were able to accomplish. We'll each kind of uh, get a name or two, and we'll roll through it here. Let me start us off with the Jets rookies, and there's a ton of them uh, to pick from. There are a lot of rookies out there playing key roles, but none bigger uh, than Garrett Wilson and what he did and Brees Hall as he continues to show what type of playmaker he can be. You see the numbers for Garrett Wilson, eight for a buck, oh, two, and two touchdowns, including the game winner. You think, man, that's an incredible game. 
Then you go back and you watch all the targets, which were plentiful, and you see four other opportunities where he's open and Flacco just couldn't quite get it to him, two of which would have been touchdowns. And then you look at one key drop he had there in the fourth quarter, and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy is going to be putting some 200-yard games out here before too long. He's got that type of ability. And then Brees Hall, the touches aren't where I'd like him to be, guys. Only seven carries, but makes the most of it with 50 yards and catches a touchdown out of the backfield down there in the red zone. Um, he's got an opportunity to be their best offensive player. I really do believe that. So, uh, Buck, it's always encouraging when you get your draft class out there, you have a lot of high picks, and you see the early returns that Joe Douglas and the Jets are seeing right now. Yeah, a lot of excitement in New York over those two players, but there's a lot of excitement down in Duval over Devin Lloyd and what he's already been able to add to the Jaguars' defense. Got a chance to watch it yesterday when he was going against the Indianapolis Colts. The guy was all over the place. Sideline to sideline playmaker. Everything that he did at Utah, he is doing in the pros. He can line up on the edges, rush the passer. He can drop in coverage and make plays. He's a menace when it comes to dealing with the running game. Look, man, he missed a lot of preseason action dealing with some injuries, but he's back. He is already making his mark for a Jaguars defense that is a lot better than people have thought. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, I was just I was trying to submit a waiver claim for Garrett Wilson in my fantasy league. So sorry about that. Uh, all right. Uh, ready, ready to rock and roll right now. Aiden Hutchinson, guys, number two overall pick out of the Detroit Lions, obviously a hard knock superstar uh, and was kind of quiet in week one for the Lions. And that loss to the Eagles had just one tackle. But man, did he step up in this game? Three sacks of Carson Wentz to lead that Detroit Lions dominant defensive effort, especially early. And, and here's the thing with those three sacks. They kind of represent some of the things that we love about Aiden Hutchinson coming into the draft, right? We talked a lot about that high motor, high effort, relentless pursuit to the quarterback. Well, his first two sacks, that's what they were. They were like three plus four, three plus uh, three and a half, four seconds before he eventually gets there to the quarterback because there's no quit in that dude. But then the other thing that we were kind of telling everybody is like, look, don't get like too, you know, caught up in the fact that he's a high effort player. He's still a phenomenal high end elite athlete. And we saw that on the third sack and he's lined up inside. So he's got a rusher to his left and to his right runs a little two man game with the other interior rusher there. The other defensive tackle. He comes in on the stunt. And I'm telling you, the speed, though, that he shows from stance to the time that he was sacking the quarterback I mean, it was cat-like quick. And so that speed, that elite effort and athleticism, it's just a total package for the Lions with Aiden Hutchinson. And those three sacks were huge. Yeah, I'm looking forward to digging into that one. I haven't had a chance to see that side of the ball on that tape yet, but Aiden Hutchinson with a monster game. All right, let's get to our favorite performances. Now we can open it up league-wide, not just rookies. What was our favorite performance that we saw over the weekend? And I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. I know, low-hanging fruit. Uh, this is not uh, stepping out of, of, on a limb here when you look at what Micah Parsons did. But I went back and watched this game as well as the previous game. I just want to watch all his pass rushes. And this is not somebody that's just winning with pure athleticism. This is somebody that's got counter moves. He's got spin moves, up and unders, you name it. Winning with pure speed, the ability to bend and wrap at the top of his rushes. We said last year, if you just let him rush off the edge, I think this dude can get 20 sacks. Well, he's got four through two games here. He's well on his way to having a huge defensive player of the year type season, Buck. DJ, it's remarkable what he's able to do. And I know like people are not supposed to compare anybody to Lawrence Taylor, but man, <laughs> I just remember as a kid growing up watching Lawrence Taylor come off the edge and doing all this other stuff. This kid is a freak show, Michael Parsons. And so he is a problem. Now, I never thought that I would come off a conversation talking about Lawrence Taylor and talking about one of the best to ever play and then mention Joe Flacco. But I'm doing that hey, because whoa, we're talking whoa, about whoa. New York's elite. Joe elite. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's elite. I, I, I just Joe never Flacco thought I was elite. It. That's the question, right? I was. Yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco evidently is elite. For for a game, he was elite against the, the Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco played out of his mind. 300 yard game, four touchdowns. Rallies the team back with two touchdowns in the final two minutes. Uh, looks like the Joe Flacco that we saw at Delaware. Who knew that at this twilight stage of his career that Joe Flacco decides that he wanted to be Broadway Joe, but I'm sure Joe Douglas, Robasala, they all are excited that Joe Flacco is doing well. I know they bragged on him, they hyped him up in the preseason, said he could be a starter somewhere. Well, for at least a game, he showed that he could start and exceed expectations. 
And, you know, you know, it was kind of weird. Some of those kind of quiet rumblings that you would hear uh, coming out of Jets camp a little bit. They're like, hey, Flacco is looking pretty good. Like Flacco can run this offense. Flacco's actually got the respect of his teammates and of the receiving core there in uh, in New York. And you're like, well, he's starting to show you exactly why. Because, yeah, he I mean, he's just he's uh, he's big game Joe. Right. We're starting to see a Super Bowl run Joe Flacco right here in the uh, last two minutes of that game against the Cleveland Browns. So. Uh, that, that's great to see for the Jets to be able to kind of keep things afloat until Zach Wilson uh, can come back and play for that team. All right, I'm going to move on uh, to one of my favorite performances of the week, and it's a little bit kind of under the radar. Um, Jamel Dean, cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they kind of use him all over the place, right? And in this matchup against the New Orleans Saints, he was one of those guys that was the catalyst for the comeback to kind of stem the tide, turn things back in their direction. This interception is... I mean, yeah, it kind of went through his hands to begin with, but he finds it, right? He finds it in the air deep as uh, Jameis Winston was looking to make a play to Chris Olave. I think this was coming after that huge brawl that they had, right? So the Saints were trying to take a shot there, and then Jamel Dean is able to come up with the football two different times uh, to help the Tampa Bay offense get an extra possession, and it certainly paid off, and Tampa was able to kind of turn things around with Tom Brady and get that win. Their first regular season win against the Saints since the Bucs uh, have had Brady as their starting quarterback. So Dean, he was targeted a bunch of times in coverage, gave up just three passes, 16 total yards receiving. And again, those turnovers were huge. So that was a big piece of the Tampa Bay defensive effort as uh, Jameis was trying to uh, get down the field with the football. Uh, no doubt. Uh, we're going to we're actually dig a little bit deeper into this game here. We're going to take a quick break yeah. and we're going to come back and talk about the best rivalry game. And spoiler alert, it was this one. Uh, if you watched any of it, we're going to dig into that a little deeper right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant 
just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And we talked a little bit about it before uh, we went to that break about that game between the Saints and the Bucks and how wild that was, how competitive it was. Obviously, the big fight there. It's now been announced. We've got a suspension, right? One game for Mike Evans uh, coming off of that big fight. Buck, what was your thoughts there on this game? The, the Bucks finally get in the winner's circle, but man, it was not because of their offense. Their defense kind of took over that game. Yeah, they have championship DNA, and that defense is built the right way. And so when you think about Ty Bowles taking over as head coach, it changes the personality of the team. Yeah, he wants, Ty, he wants Tom Brady and company to do their thing on offense, but the defense becomes more the focus because that's where he comes from. So he's going to harp on those guys. He's going to raise the standard of play from that side of the ball. And I think we saw that against the Saints. These guys were physical. They were relentless. They got after the quarterback. They made plays. And when it got down to it, because the Saints had been bullying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the last four times that they played in the regular season, they let it get a little physical and a little testy. And we saw <laughs> that. And as a result, we saw one of their players, an offensive player, kicked out. But yeah. I don't think Ty Bowles minded it becoming a little uh, testy. That's the best way to say it. So my biggest takeaway is that Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan are jealous of the rivalry that Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Uh, Evans have uh, in this game. The rivalry within the rivalry is like, these two dudes are going to go down, as Lance Zerline tweeted out, they're going to go down like NFL history as like the biggest nemesis, if you will, plural, uh, that we've ever seen. Like, obviously, they go head-to-head so much as the best corner and best receiver for for either team, uh, for their respective teams. But, man, I mean, they were trying – and I give Byron Leftwich credit. He was trying to do whatever he could to get Mike Evans away from Marshawn Lattimore in coverage. Um, and he did a couple of times, got a couple of catches. But, man, I mean, it's like um, – it's like Mike Evans sees red when Marshawn Lattimore is out there. And when Lattimore started mouthing off a little bit to Tom Brady when they were going back and forth, I mean, just to come in and blindside the guy, like I get it, stand up for your quarterback, but also be there for your quarterback, be available for your quarterback moving forward. And now, you know, with Chris Godwin nursing an injury, Julio Jones missed his first game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Now they're going to be without Mike Evans, like, Getting pretty thin on the wide receiver core here. Got to be smart up there uh, in Tampa. Uh, a couple quick points here. Saints without Alvin Kamara, not the Saints offense, That first of all. Secondly, I think when Tom Brady made that decision to join the Bucks, I remember at the time we all talked about all the weapons that he had and why he would choose to go there to throw <laughs> those guys. You know what? It's a pretty darn good defense uh, that's going to help yep. Tom Brady when maybe he's not at his best. And I think as at age 45, I don't imagine you're going to see the best of Tom Brady on a week-in, week-out basis. It's nice when you got a defense that can uh, just take over a football game and dominate it like the Bucs did in this one. So we'll keep an eye on Brady and the Bucs offense. Without Mike Evans uh, this next week, we'll see what they look like. But uh, again, their defense is going to keep them in each and every ball game. Uh, let's switch gears here as we are getting to the end here. Let's talk a little college football, a little weekend wrap, wrap up. Uh, one takeaway, guys, one takeaway. Buck, why don't you start us off from college football? Uh, college football, biggest game of the weekend might have been the University of Miami taking on Texas A&M. And Mario Cristobal is going to do a great job in Miami. And he's done a great job of getting these guys to play organized and detailed and that kind of football that you want to see from Miami. But they're not quite back yet. And watching this game against Texas A&M, Texas A&M defense just throttled them. Couldn't get 
a touchdown, couldn't necessarily get it moving, get it going, had some mistakes that cost him. So they're close, but they're not quite back. And so we'll see if Mario Cristobal can get the U back to playing like the U by the end of the season. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, a fun team. That was a fun kind of game to watch. It wasn't the high scoring affair um, that we'd seen earlier in college in, uh, in in previous weeks uh, from both Miami and Texas A and M. But man, it was uh, it was fun to watch uh, for sure. Those two guys battle it out. So as you guys know, like being a part of the IU radio broadcast, I'm getting to see a lot of guys in person, which has been you know very helpful. As we'll get turn the calendar and start talking about the draft in this spring, and you know we all kind of marveled at the season last year that Bailey Zappi had for Western Kentucky, right? Kind of coming out of nowhere, transferring in with his offensive coordinator, with his top wide receiver from Houston Baptist, coming to Western Kentucky, uh, and they absolutely lit college football on fire. Top number one scoring offense, number one passing offense. Well, IU had to play Western Kentucky this year. Kitley, the offensive coordinator, has gone to Texas Tech. Bailey Zappi is now a New England Patriot, but... The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers have gone into the small school ranks once again to find a quarterback, and they went and got a Division II national champion from a year ago out at West Florida to transfer in to Western Kentucky, promoted an offensive coordinator who was there with uh, with Kitley. So they're running the same system. They've got a quarterback with that small school field that's really accurate. He was 33 of 43, threw for over 300 yards, a couple of touchdowns, made one big mistake. But the dude's got some serious swag, some confidence, some moxie, runs the ball pretty well uh, as well. And he might be that next guy that we're talking about as a smaller school group of five player that puts up huge numbers uh, and ends up making a, uh, a little name for himself as we start talking about quarterbacks next year. Austin Reed is the uh, guy nice. to watch. Nice scouting. Good pull there, Rhett. Uh, look, I'm going to I'm gonna go my alma mater. Third week in a row, App State has been the number one trending topic on a college football Saturday. <laughs> we went from 40 points in the fourth quarter against Bucky's Tar Heels. We didn't win the game, 63-61. But it was a talk of college oh, football. Then we come in next week. Man. We go on the road to the number six team in the country and knock off Texas A&M. Everybody's talking about App State. Man, game day's coming to Boone. I'm, you got to be kidding me. Game day's coming to Boone? Amazing. They have an unbelievable show. Luke Combs is there. Huge crowd. It's raucous. And then I got a text during the game that App State is losing to Troy. I got a text from a friend, maybe inappropriate for this show, but I'm going to share it anyways. He said, are you guys fixing to take a dump on the dining room table? I mean, you literally oh, have boy. college game day there, the biggest day of your, of your season, and you guys are just, this is embarrassing to lose to Troy. No, we're not. We're going to throw a Hail Mary, and it's going to be a, about five yards short of the end zone on a 60-yard situation. Knock Gets it tipped down. Up. We catch it. We go in. Chase Bryce, the quarterback's helping people out of the stand so they can rush the field. App State is trending once again on a college football Saturday. I I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless at this point in time. I, I absolutely speechless. But I I go ahead, Rhett. Yeah, DJ, one little thing here. Um, obviously, it was great to see game. That was a great experience, great atmosphere out there at Boone. I think oh. it kind of gave people a little bit of a uh, an idea of what it's like out there for the for the App State Mountaineers. But this is the biggest problem. They got the wrong guest picker. I mean, I love Luke Combs as much as anybody, but how does uh, how does the the most famous alum, football alum from App State, not get the call to sit up there with Kirk and with Reese and with Dez and pick the games? DJ, what's going on here? I don't know why they didn't pick Armani Edwards. I don't know. I can't answer that question, right? I just uh, you know, don't, I don't have good. that readily available. Good pull. Very I good. I will say, you Very know, good. Luke Combs, right. I've learned goes that the having Wolverine. the App State helmet behind me uh, as you can kind of see here, the, the App, State, yeah. App State helmet behind me for Move the Sticks apparently gets trumped by Grammy winners. I guess that's something we learned over the weekend. Uh, do want right, to remind fine. everybody, though, college football on NFL Network. We just mentioned the win over Troy. Troy's yeah. going to be on NFL Network against Marshall. So Marshall uh, had that big win over Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. So down Mindy, yeah, well. a good game. Yeah. But that should be a good one. Keep an eye on that one. That is uh, Marshall at Troy, 7 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. All right, guys, it's been a fun one. Thank you guys for, for hanging with us. we got a couple more episodes coming your way this week. We appreciate you watching and listening to Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 